So tell me, you a leader or a follower? Hmm? I'm a leader. Lead and Be Legendary presents. All right, right back at it with another episode of the Lead and Be Legendary podcast. I am name tag Alexander. Not going to waste too much time. Y'all know the website is leadingbelegendary.net. Um, before we get into this episode, though, the new single, More Shots, produced by Time Stretch, is available now across all platforms. You can stream and purchase music. Um, that's produced by Time Stretch, which is going to be a single from off of the EP title, In Good Timing, that's going to be available um, on September the 22nd, actually the first day of fall when y'all check it out, uh, check that project out. So yeah, look for that. Also, like I said, the single More Shots is out. We're going to get right to it. We're not going to waste too much time. The guest for this episode is an internationally acclaimed recording artist, producer, and songwriter. She has consistently landed placements through sync licensing on platforms such as Bravo, VH1, uh, the NFL, MLB, Lifetime, Amazon Prime, and a list of many more. Uh, we're going to get into that during this episode. Now, the guest I'm referring to is Richmond, Virginia's own Delhi Rowe. Thank you for coming on to this podcast, and how are you? I'm doing great. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for coming on. Now, as the bio said, you're from Richmond, Virginia. So mm -hmm. I got an idea of what... Um, producers and other artists are from virginia so tell me and, and of course the folks listening um what producers and music artists had an impact on your career early on from that state oh absolutely so of course everybody knows like the neptunes everybody knows tim and missy but um, i think the biggest person for richmond thus far is definitely d'angelo so there's the heavy yeah, there's a heavy new soul vibe here. Come on, you pulled it right <laughs> out because I was definitely that's what I was gonna ask next. Yes, yeah, my favorite. Heavy, my guy. I have a heavy new soul vibe. So like a lot of new soul like sits in gospel music in the church, of course. So grew up in yeah. church. So you have that and you blend it with like the new soul vibe. That's really like what I, I listened to a lot growing up. And then of course uh -huh. the hip hop stuff. Um so you got them and then of course like I would say not new school, but um, current, of course, Chris Brown is from Virginia. He's yep. probably like an hour out. Trey, Trey Songz is from Petersburg, which is like 30 minutes from Richmond. Um, you have a couple other like producers that we would know, like Lex Luger is from Virginia. Yep. A lot of people don't know who he is, but like he really started a lot of this like new trap sound. Um, and then if you want to go west, if you're in the other genres of music, of course, Dave Matthews. Everybody knows Dave Matthews yep. um, from Charlottesville, especially like if you're in like the rock, the rock vibe. So it's a lot of different people that are from here. So word up when you said because um, I was waiting for you to name, I said she gonna name Timbaland. I know she gonna name uh, Missy. No, of she gonna name Pharrell. But I was waiting. I said mm -hmm. if she don't name D'Angelo. I'm gonna definitely ask. So yeah, ah! definitely, definitely, definitely. <laughs> I knew the Timbaland vibes was there um, because yeah. of the simple fact that I um, I listened to the, uh, I think it was the instrumental project off of, um, I want to say it was an instrumental project, or it may have not been, it may have been an actual project we were singing on it too, but you had Space to Move. Yeah. On there. I said, I said Timbaland. Yeah. I, I, yeah. <laughs> I peeped it. But then I kept listening. I said, all right, I hear the soul vibes too. So I assumed D'Angelo out the gate. So yeah. Yeah. Yeah, man. Dope. Dope. You got to, what's, what's his, because he had three albums out. So out of those three, which one would you say is like the best one of you? Of course, Voodoo. Voodoo's a classic. Yeah, definitely. Can't, no <laughs> skips. No skips at no, all. No, no skips. skips. No skips. Yeah. No skips. I always had this debate with a couple of the homies about um 
because they, they both came out sort of in that same time frame uh, between him and Bilal's firstborn second. And mm. you'd be surprised a lot of them be against me, like firstborn second. I'm like, y'all crazy, man. Voodoo, like no skips on Voodoo at all. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> now, um, you um, any producers outside of the state of Virginia that, that had an impact on you early on? Definitely. Like I listened to um, Kanye, of course. Okay. Early Kanye. We all love Kanye. Um, but I mean, but there would be no Kanye without like a Jay Dillon, so we can't. Come on now, speak on it. Speak on it. This it is, wouldn't be. <laughs> this, this podcast is international. However, I'm Detroit based, so at the end okay. of the day, you know what I'm saying. <laughs> They're gonna they're gonna love you for that one. So yeah, <laughs> for sure. I'm right at home for that. Absolutely. And then yeah. um I I love songwriters. So like I'm I'm a big babyface fan. I'm a big oh, yes. Diane Warren fan. Like I I'm a big like uh, David Foster fan. Like I, I'm a songwriter lover. But Word. if you had to blend like both of them, those names, those ones I mentioned, but of course like the Rodney Jerkins, the Warren Campbells, like they like like actual like people who really like I guess you know have similar backgrounds as me. My grew up in church, had to learn an instrument, but then you transitioned to something else. Like, I feel like that, um, having that background, I can say for me, it really kind of like made me learn stuff. Yeah, Warren, listen, you mentioned Warren Campbell. He's that's that guy. Like, I yeah. found out recently, I didn't know he had that much credit on production to, uh, well, not name wise, but he pr- had a lot to do with the production on uh, some of those joints off those uh, Death Row records when, when Pac oh, was around. Um, with yeah. all eyes on me and yeah, then come to find out he his sound i believe he said he his sound came from like him using some of uh, dj quick's drums so dj quick in some type of way is responsible for a lot of that mary mary sound pretty much so Interesting. it was I dope to find that out yeah pretty dope wow. now I got you on here because I've been trying to find my tribe out here in the single licensing space. Yeah. So um, now I got placements of my own, but then I just been looking out like, well, who out there is more so like in that 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 same element with like the hip hop, the, the R&B, or whatever, and getting placements as well. So I I just started looking and I come across some people make suggestions and I started and then I think from Clubhouse too it was a lot of folks I started following and I started mm-hmm. coming across your page. I'm like. Okay, yeah, I'm gonna reach out. I'm gonna reach out eventually. So once I, because I had stopped this podcast for a minute, but brought it back around. So like, yeah, I'm gonna have to have her on just to kind of share like your journey a little bit as far as how you got into this space. Now, me specifically, my first placement I want to say was around like 2015, maybe 2016, and it came from like years of my uh, brother, um, who would always be in my ear about like, hey, you need to get in the sync license. I'm like, well, what is wow. that like? man, trust me, like getting your music placed in television and film has much more, it has way more legs than it does as far as just putting your music out on these platforms. Mm-hmm. And I was like, all right. So I kind of avoided him about that for like maybe three or four years, but was still recording songs that would fit in that space. And it, mm-hmm. it just came back around and I just, it was just being ready pretty much. So how did you get introduced to sync licensing and, you know, your first placement, what led to that? Yeah, that's that's a great question. Um, I started off as an artist, actually. And okay. so in that, trying to figure out a way to kind of get my music heard and trying to figure out a way to stand out, if that makes sense. Um, yeah, you know, absolutely. we're in a day and age now where everybody's an artist. Like, you literally can, like, be an artist from a YouTube beat, which is great, but it also can muddy the waters. And then it's like, who, yeah. who really stands out, you know? Um, so I guess 
I would say back in like 2017-ish, 16, 17-ish, I had just dropped a project, like an EP. Okay. And I was I was researching ways to like either promote yourself as an independent artist or how to like make money as an independent artist. And uh-huh. I came across Sync Licensing in like a YouTube search. And um, I started watching this channel. I forget the name of it now, but it was called like Sync My Music or something like that. Okay. And I just started like doing a deep dive. And and doing a deep dive, like I kind of like got immersed into the sync world and just trying to understand it, understand the sounds, understand how your music has to be formatted. Like I, I had a couple like little like deals here and there, like mm-hmm. songwriter, things like that. But I those are great to like just be an introduction to it, but yeah. you have to go deeper. Um so I just kind of did what you did. I started connecting with people on Instagram and Facebook and meeting people and networking and collaborating and excuse me, um my computer is moving like crazy. No, and then um from there like I got introduced to different like supervisors from just people that I, I met. And um, my first placement came in 2019, 18 or 19. I think it was 18 okay. or 19. It was, it was Black Ink Crew. And it was just an instrumental. And um, since then, like, out of here. yeah, it was just an instrumental. And then since then, like I started um, kind of like you, you kind of sound one, you sound one library, you meet one supervisor, you meet somebody else. Right. Kind of like that. And as I was like expanding upon it, I guess more than found out that I actually saw and I wrote and it was like, okay, here was more of with you because we don't have a lot of vocal music in sync. And now yeah. it's like the standard. Like now, yep. today's day and age, like they don't want it if it's just instrumental now. Like I'm learning that. Like it's, it's changing a lot. It, it, like in a lot of those briefs that it say like minimal vocals, like not even like a, it's, yep. you see more full songs now, but a lot mm-hmm. of briefs I see it say minimal vocals. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because I so remember like, that like early yeah. 2015, 2016, I would watch a lot of those TV shows like Black Ink and everything. And I would just be watching them and just be like, these instrumentals, like, who made these beats? <laughs> and I realized, mm-hmm. like, oh, exactly. the bottom of the screen to show you, like, they flashed the credit by real quick. But I was right. like, be curious, like, who are these people? Do we know those? And that's what really got me curious. Like, these are people who are like lesser known and like more yeah. famous known artists. So that really made me want to get involved in it. Love yeah, that story. It's, that's that's facts. Yeah, it's facts. And and as I've like dug deeper into it, there are so many people we, we would never know who are literally making six, seven figures back in Eating pretty well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a wow. real thing. So yeah. the first placement was Black Ink. Mm-hmm. Was this and this was New York or because I know they branched out and went to like Chicago too. I think my first one was Chicago, and then I think I've been on all of them except for New York. Actually, wow. So yeah, I've had Chicago, Compton. Uh, what was the other one? Was it Miami? I can't remember. It was a it was a fourth one too. That's yeah. dope. That's mm-hmm. dope. I need to get into watching those shows again because it was like some even though it was like what they would consider ratchet reality TV, it kept me in a loop on like what the sound as far as how it was shifting as far as sync like yeah. so I didn't it was subconsciously like I how I got into it that way, just kind of like paying attention more, like what are they looking for? Now, outside of that, um everything happens for a reason you know what i mean we can't go back and change things but let's say if you could what could you have done if you can go back what could you have done differently as it relates to your career with sync licensing if you if you could change it pretty much um if i could change it i probably would have um released my like first couple projects as an independent artist strictly for sync like i would have okay. them with thinking like with tv in mind yeah and then i think i would have um I think I would have like put myself out there with supervisors more. Like I yeah. feel like I would have, um, you know, just really just put myself out there and been more confident in who I am and 
introducing myself. Hey, my name is Zelly. I've done X, yeah. Y, and I feel like that now. Like I'm comfortable with it now. But you know, yeah. starting off, you don't know, and so you're exactly. really just trying to like. It's a whole new world because it's literally not like it's almost like it's not the music industry because it's technically it's TV and film. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's true. That's facts. But you know what's crazy is like the placements that I've gotten on TV have garnered me respect in the music industry. Like there have been people who I've wanted to like work with or before the sync stuff came in, you know, you know how it is. You know, people don't know you. They don't really rock with you. But then, you know, they see a couple credits behind your name. Now people really like want to respect you and want to work with you. So I could say like, if anybody has any hesitancy about starting and think like it really does like help you garnish relationships mm-hmm. and garnish respect in the industry for real. That's still that's still a big thing. Like I remember mm-hmm. early on, like I somebody once said it might have been a, a family member, I don't know, that said I remember when I mentioned I said, Yo, man, I'm I'm supposed to be because it, it hadn't been official yet. And I remember saying, like, I'm, I'm supposed to be getting my some one of my songs, I don't know yet, but it's supposed to be on ESPN first take. And they, right. they respond to like that's dope but man that usually is like they only do that for like famous artists mm. and then it was like it was a it they don't know that was a challenge for me because it was right. like okay but at the same time i could see how people would think that especially right. if you're not even doing music i could see how you could think like man nobody placing music for independent artists especially underground indie artists mm-hmm. that's like it's like my my box is more so people will place me in a like a uh, lyrical miracle or like super yeah, lyrics yeah. or whatever but then you see a song place like no nah, at the same time you still got to know how to craft and make songs so that's mm-hmm. what worked out in my favor i knew how to do both so it worked in the sync license space so I can see why people would think that like well you got to be famous because it's like you mentioned big networks like you say a vh1 or, right. or lifetime or espn it's like man they ain't checking for independent but it make more sense because technically mm-hmm. they are they got a budget they're not trying to blow a bag on a drake you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. unless it's like depending on what that network is or what uh, that movie is they like what an independent artist that got music like this that's you know right so, and that's exactly what you see nowadays too is like they'll give you a reference song like they'll say we want to like this type of drake song or this type of whoever yep. song and they don't care you know what i mean as long as it's the same yeah drop the examples in there you gotta exactly. I, that's the part i do i hate that part still because you gotta go listen like yeah i oh, mean i guess i can find something like this or i can make something like this i guess but but dang like, <laughs> <Yeah>. for real <laughs> no 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 like, that's you know what's crazy is like i see two like right now i see two sides of the spectrum like i see artists like people who are artists and producers maybe the traditional way where mm-hmm. they release albums and they try to place them with artists and now they want to hop over into sync but they don't really know like the format is different yeah or you have people producers who've been in sync for years but now they got to add artists and writers and they don't really know how to write mm-hmm. songs so it's interesting like to, to point out just get to your point it's like there's two different dynamics of people that can work in sync you know yep. and i think people just gotta find a lane you just gotta keep you know working through it so yeah, yeah. that's a fact now for one thing I know is that you have music libraries, you got mm-hmm. the sync license agents, then you got mm-hmm. the music supervisors. Now, when it comes to pitching music, where do you recommend a producer start? Or an artist uh, in general? I recommend you do um I recommend you do two of the three. I I recommend you I oh, people ask me this all the time. If you're an artist who has music that's like been released commercially, like a Spotify, YouTube, and um Apple Music. I recommend you take your music, possibly, hopefully that's clean because they, they can't put anything that's exclusive on TV. Right. Take take that and get you a sync agent, but then also get with a library. I tell people to do both because you, both 
ways work when it comes to sync. Mm-hmm. And I think sometimes some artists think they can only go one way with a sync agent. And that's cool. And there's nothing wrong with that. But I've noticed more people have success sometimes starting with the library first yeah. and then going to sync, the sync agency route. And the reason being is because a lot of libraries tend to be more patient with you and they tend to mm-hmm. help, help educate you more than a sync agent will. Um, and the yeah. sync agent tends to have the direct relationships. And a lot of times you'll get a little bit more money on the front end from the sync agency. Of course, they'll take their cut, but you got to be ready, ready. Because they're, yeah, they're, yeah. they're, they're sending your stuff in right along with a Bruno Mars, with a Drake. You know what yep. I mean? So it got to be on that level. And if you're, hey. if, you're not, if you're not sure, then, you know, you kind of, I won't say wasting your time because it's never a bad thing to get the education. But I tell people to do both. Like, have yeah. your, if you got big songs you really believe in, work those with the sync agent. But if you got other songs that may be similar, maybe not as, like, um, connected to you, Work those in a sync library and just build the sync library up while mm-hmm. you're waiting on the big placements with the agency. So work both angles. Now, because outside of obviously recording and you know writing the music, that's one thing that I recently took on in the position mm-hmm. as being a sync license agent. And yeah. even and I noticed the difference. Like you have people that send the music, and it's like it don't always be ready. Mm-hmm. And um, so one thing I even still like because I know for a fact dealing with music libraries also. Like I work with music supervisors, and I realized I checked. It was. Uh, what was the company it might have been crucial music mm-hmm. and i was going in there i was looking at the um at the brief the songs that i sent and they are they were working those songs like i'm looking mm-hmm. like oh y'all pitch for this y'all pitch for this oh y'all pitch for power it was like every yeah. year like every season yeah. of power that was dropping like whatever when they start branching out through the power verse it was like every all like, oh y'all kept y'all keep pitching the yeah. music they keep working yeah. it and um so like with the sing license, it's just a little different because I get the song submitted to me. And it's like, yeah, people that don't title the songs. Mm-hmm. It's like, so fortunately, I had that experience with pitching to the music libraries and the music supervisor. So I'll reach out and be like, yo, y'all want to make sure y'all like title the music. And I have to tell them, like, title the music. Make sure you mm-hmm. tag it. Make sure the metadata is important. Like make sure you yeah. have all this together because your stuff cannot get picked easily. You know what I mean? So no, that's facts. Yeah. And and it take and they and a lot of people don't know the supervisors. Like a lot of them, it's like a nine to five job. Yeah. So not all, but a lot of them. And some of them are freelance, some of them have agencies, whatever mm-hmm. it may be. So you can't approach all of them the same way. And like to get to your point, like you gotta be ready because they yeah. have so much music they gotta get through. And it's it can be like a really big uh, liability if your stuff ain't right like yeah another thing another thing i gotta hit on because we honest is like the samples like the splice oh, stuff, yeah, yeah, yeah. all of that like the libraries will teach you you can't use that if you mm-hmm. don't know that don't go to no sync agent don't go to no supervisor because you they never gonna work with you again like i was up all night one time just <laughs> combing through like a photo i'm like samples 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 oh my god mm-hmm. samples like no and, and then like another my go-to i always tell about said the song wave the instrumental wave had a stems just in case. Oh, yeah. better yet, had those lyrics too. Like had those lyrics too. Mm-hmm. The lyrics help out a lot. That surprised me. I'm like, dang, I need the lyrics, but it helps. You know what I'm saying? It so, yeah. yeah. Everything matters. I'd be like, dang, I just thought it was y'all hear this song. Y'all like it. Y'all place it. Because most of my places, <laughs> they never really required the stems. Like we had a placement before uh, for it was an iHeartRadio commercial. And, mm-hmm. um, and I remember them telling me, like, yeah, make sure you get the stems for the tracks. So I'll reach out to the producer. I'm like, we need the stems. So it took a couple of days to send the stems. It was crunch time. Sent all the stems over. I said, oh, they about to really chop this up or something. It's about to be played. And it was like only a piece of the instrumental that was played. And I was like, 
we need all that the stems like for y'all to play that but i get it they probably make they may want to use it at another time so it makes sense just always be prepared i have everything yeah and i I don't want to give like some people like to give libraries a bad rep and i don't think all of them are bad some of them can be sketchy but another thing i will say is i've noticed that a lot of my music that gets picked up from libraries gets played multiple times over and over and over and over and over again Sometimes stuff I get with sick agencies, like it's great. It, it's like kind of like a one-time kind of thing. Yeah. And I have to like rework it again. So I just want to throw that out there too. Like mm-hmm. so people can know both sides of the spectrum. Yeah. Now I would say you got a lot of you got a, a rich history with these players. You say your first one was like what 2016, 2017, maybe? No, no, no. It was 20, I want to say either 2018 or 19. I want to say 19 though. Even later down the line. So I have all those. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? With yeah. that amount of time, that's crazy. Yeah, that's incredible. Like, yeah, I think you know one thing I've been trying to do is like if I feel like I, if I get a placement in one one style, I just make more of that style. Yeah. Because in my mind, I'm like, if they like that, they're gonna like X, Y, and Z because they're gonna need more for the next show. Or the next and before episode. I so now that you mentioned that, before I get to my last question, um, what are like specific? Uh, I guess I would say topics when it yeah. comes to like songwriting that work in sync like what would you recommend specifically for that yeah yeah that's that's a good question um i would say anything about confidence anything about mm-hmm. like um right now with we're in nfl season we're going to go to nba season so anything mm-hmm. about sports anything about champions winning overcoming taking over anything like that um anything about not giving up anything about like um i saw a brief last week i forgot the name of the show but it was about like moving on in your life but it was kind of like anything about moving on i guess but not in the sense of sadness like moving on with excitement like anticipation um loss any anything about losing like you know like heartbroken not like being very specific about a situation with general heartbreak general anything about coming home anything about staying true to yourself like i always tell people just be very generic in, a, in the topic sense, but still be clever in your lyrical approach. That yeah. makes sense. Like, and to somewhat echo that, anything that will work on a DJ Khaled album. <laughs> like, that's a great way to say it. Yes, God damn it. Do it. <laughs> yep. Anything yes, you feel to yes. work on a Khaled album, you write it, create that yeah, song. Absolutely, now, 100%. This brings me to my last question before we wrap up. Um, so you got like I said, you got you've landed placements with some supreme networks here. Um, what name three networks and or studios that you would that you are driven on landing some music placements with? Oh, that's a good question. I know um, one of them. Cause it's mine. I know one of them. You know if you don't name it, I'll I'll drop one, but <laughs> Okay, wait a minute. What's the one you thinking? I can't I can't matter because if you name it, it's gonna okay. so okay. just give me three. Um definitely I want a Super Bowl. Uh, place a okay. Super Bowl commercial at some point in my life. I got to. I don't know how I'm gonna do it. Um, that's one. I definitely want. I don't know if it's coming back, but I want P Valley. I don't, okay. I don't know if it's coming back. And um, now I'm nervous because I don't know which one you about to want. I see. It's the um, one that all majority. <laughs> all songwriters and music producers want to have their music placed with this studio. I get, nah. Well, that could be one. If it's if you Marvel. Oh my god! 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 Oh
my God, yes. Well, Marvel oh, Studios. Yes, oh my God. I was with that. Yes. And I, I say this Disney because I've been yeah. trying. I've been yeah. trying. When I say I've been looking like who all right, who and it's you, it's like the same person dang near. And they got yeah. a lot of projects coming down the pipeline. I'm like, it can't be the same person. So I now I'm really searching. I'm like, I'ma get the Marvel. Yeah, yeah. Like at some I, I point. definitely how to forget that, but I, I would say I'm probably more Disney than Marvel. I would yeah, love yeah. to get like a Little Mermaid or something like that. Like that that kind of stuff is life changing. They own so, damn near everything though. So it's like I don't know because when I when I got the ES when I first my first place me ESPN, my brother was like, So you know you got a check from Disney, right? And I was like, What you mean? You know, you ain't know Disney owns ESPN. I'm like, Man, yeah, get out of that, that that just kicked it up. I'm like, get yeah. out of here, dog. That's so, yeah. And you know, when you go like if you go to like the um I forget the name of the, the theater in LA. But that's uh, where they premiere all of the Marvel movies, all of the everything, because Disney owns it. So yeah, yeah. it's Marvel crazy. With well, the D twenty three just passed, so yeah, I just was like, man, it has to. It's gonna happen. I'm putting it out yeah. there. It's gonna happen. Like so, yeah. it's crazy. You said Super Bowl. I thought like, um, in my mind, every time I release music, I say, all right, well, hopefully, I dropped it by this time. I hope this will mm-hmm. land a placement during the NBA playoffs at some point. And then, and then it ended up being a song like I can see why they picked it. That makes sense. Like, yeah, yeah. You, you know what's crazy is like, like in my, all of them are easy, but that Super Bowl, Super Bowl is mm. hard. You never it, can tell with that one. Oh, because you know what? Like I, I did a little bit of research on it, and a lot of businesses that work the Super Bowl, they have like the big, they have like million dollar budgets, so they go for mm-hmm. like the Elton Johns, they go for the Queen records, they yep. go for the Jackson records because they have the budget. They got that budget, yeah. Yeah, so I it's called like, it when yeah. when Kendrick dropped uh, Mr. Morale and the Big Steppers, mm-hmm. the um, N95 track that he had. When I first heard that, I was telling folks, I said, "What the? F- did he dropped that in what May? I believe might have been April or May." And I was telling folks, I said, "Watch they play that during the NBA Finals." I said, "It's too soon to play in the playoffs because yeah. that happens like April." I said, "We give it to the finals. Watch." Yeah. But if it ain't, I said, "I can't." call n95 for sure but that's the one i'm putting my money on that it gets placed and lo and behold n95 i said <laughs> i tell you i tell you because they did it before when he dropped with uh when he dropped down and they mm-hmm. had dropped uh they played humble um they yeah, played they sure Element, did. i want to yeah. say so it's just it's like when he dropped you just know like is it, are you doing this intentionally because like you know mm-hmm. like when he drops it's gonna be an nba placement so oh yeah, yeah. absolutely for him absolutely like some artists, you know, like their music is definitely going to, you know, he's yeah. one of them. Where it's like, like okay, specifically when they drop, every time Kendrick drop, mm-hmm. I be like, look at the month he dropped, and you know, he gonna get an NBA placement. So yeah, absolutely, yeah, one hundred percent. Marvel Studios, though, man, I'm telling you, like, <laughs> it, it needs to happen. They got too much coming out in the yeah. near three, what three tops, five Mark. years maybe. Yeah. That's and beyond that, probably where mm-hmm. I'm like, it has to happen. They're gonna need more music supervisors. That one guy. Whoever they had placement, it's David something. I forget. It's Dave. I forget his last name, but yeah, but you're right. Yeah. They're gonna need more than him because they they mm-hmm. work in these titles. So yeah. Yeah, absolutely. 100%. Yeah, great episode. I'm glad I can have you on. So I needed people that was here, especially producers. I, I network yeah. with a lot of producers, and I know they're sitting back watching, like, Man, I want to get involved in a lot of people's samples, so they kind of know. And it, there's music yeah. supervisors that work samples, but it's just so tough. Yeah. It's so tricky. Yeah. Like, you got to be real careful with it. So I just yeah. want people to kind of tap in and be able to see, like, oh, okay, it ain't just name tag telling me this. There's other people that's involved in this space, too, that know mm-hmm. and they got that experience. 
So um, I guess I would say, like, before we close out, where can people find you at on social media or a specific website? Yeah, um, DeliRoe.com, of course, is my website. Um, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, everywhere is DeliRoe. Uh, it's the same, the same right. that you see on the screen. So thank you so much, NameTag, for having me. I really appreciate no it. No doubt. No doubt. Thank but you, you. And you're on the platforms, too, though. So like you said, uh, Apple Music, Spotify, everything. Yeah. It's same here. Yeah, same, same. Um, name is the same on all of those, too, so. Yeah. yeah, I always tell people what I say. Look, we artists tell people where they can find you on these platforms and mm -hmm. such as Apple. That's why I always tell people now his name tag Alexander, Spotify, Apple Music, Title, Deezer, Amazon Music, YouTube, wherever y'all get your music at. That's where y'all can find me. And of course, name yeah. tag Alexander across all socials. Yeah. You can be legendary.net. Uh, great episode. I can't wait to get this out. I'm trying to add this out as soon as possible. Okay, uh, sounds good. Just tag me so I can share it too. Facts, absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> This was super dope. I told you I wasn't gonna keep you too long. So awesome. Thank you again. Appreciate it. No doubt. Da, 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 hey, 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 Oh, man.